Hi, I'm Christina with What Lights Us Up, a show where I interview various creators such as myself who have found themselves creating something that literally lit them up. Together we talk through their inspiration, their creation process, and ultimately how that creation has changed their life. So let's get started and prepare to be inspired. I'm so excited to share this conversation today. I couldn't wait to interview Kirsten. Kirsten Stockton is a practicing soul activator who conducts Reiki, energetic readings, and soul readings to help guide others toward their love, light, and purpose. She talks about her journey from choosing to leave law to becoming a soul activator and how she's discovered her gift of intuition and reading energy. Kirsten gives advice on how to follow our own intuition and how to interpret signs sent from the universe. You'll be so inspired from this conversation. So without further ado, let's get started. As you listen to the following conversation, you're going to be so inspired to start your next project. I know I was looking for help and I went to Fiverr to hire a freelancer to help me with some music for the intro for this podcast. So if you're looking for some help with your next passion project, click the link in the show notes to visit Fiverr and find a freelancer to help you today. Now let's get started with this conversation. Kirsten, I could not wait to talk to you about love, light, and purpose in this conversation today. So welcome to What Lights Us Up. Thank you for having me, Christina. Thanks for being on. I remember when I first met you, it was about well over a year ago, I think. I gave a cooking class that you were in from my cookbook. At my house. At your house, and you were working as a lawyer, and now you've transitioned from being a lawyer into having your own business as a soul activator. What inspired this drastic shift in your life, and what is a soul activator? Ah, wow. Okay, so I'm going to try to shorten my story. I would say that the catalyst for me changing careers was my happiness and my mental health. That is the bottom line. I think that a lot of people can relate that that sometimes our work becomes our life and we quickly become identified with our job. We look around people and we say teacher, lawyer, marketing executive, whatever their title is, and we categorize them based on their job. And I found myself in that exact same position. And I looked at myself and I really didn't know who I was. And really the catalyst happened in 2020. And I think that a lot of people can say that a lot changed in their life in 2020. We were really forced to slow down and and look at our lives. And I took an opportunity to see what lit me up in my life. And when I was going into the office and doing the things that lawyers do, which is conversing over cases and discussing different laws or facts in a case with opposing counsel, I realized that internally I was not fulfilled. This job did not do anything to fulfill me. It didn't light me up. It didn't bring me joy. In fact, it actually did the opposite. It really brought me down. It carried a lot of weight in my life. And I had decided to become a lawyer for a lot of different reasons. And so I really just took the opportunity to put my life under a microscope and analyze the decisions that I had made and how I got to the point that I was at and at that point in my life. And from there, I just started on a self-healing journey. I really was just focused on myself. I, again, looked at the choices that I had made. Why did I make those choices? What was the root of the choices that I had made? And I think that that was a huge part of my healing is really understanding the why. And I looked 
deeply at my family. I looked at my history. I looked at where I grew up. I looked at the schooling that I had done, the jobs that I had taken, the people I had met, the places I had been. And I really just took an opportunity to slow down and look at the why behind all of those things. And I realized something about myself. I realized in the process, I had lost my true self. I had gotten lost. All the things that brought me joy as a child or as an adolescent that lit me up, that I could reflect back on and remember, I wasn't doing anymore. I wasn't embracing anymore. They were gone. And I think, of course, life happens and, you know, things change. But there are certain things that don't change about you. And one of the things is your your essence, your soul. That is something that you carry with you from many lifetimes. And I had completely closed that off. I had completely forgotten about that part of me. And it's not even really a part. It really is who you are. We are a soul having a human experience. And my human experience was not matching my soul. And I did a lot of digging into the, again, the why. I read books. I listened to podcasts. I journaled. I cried. I made changes in my life. Changes happened in my life. As each of these things were unearthed, I just learned more and more. And I reconnected with myself. I really tried to understand all of the things that lit me up as a child and why I wasn't doing them anymore. And why not? Why was I not doing them? Again, going back to the choices I had made. I made a choice because of this person. I made a choice of that person because this person wanted something from me or expected this from me. And I realized I had been making choices for other people and I wasn't making choices for myself. I wasn't making choices that were aligned with my desires, my joys, my happiness. That was the main catalyst for leaving the law. I had made a decision to become a lawyer to feel like I had a seat at the table with my family. My family is seeped in the law for many, many decades, and there's a lot of lawyers in my family. And I had decided to become a lawyer because I felt like I had not been seen or heard by my family. And that was a really hard realization. It was a pivotal moment in the change that I made in my life that what I truly wanted in my life was to be seen and heard. I believe I have a powerful voice. I believe I have a lot to say. And at the time in my life when I decided to become a lawyer, I thought that was the only way I could be seen and heard. And so that was the decision that I had made. And I I own that decision. That's still my decision that I made. But I finally came to a point where I realized that my true gift of being seen and heard was not going to come from being a lawyer. It wasn't going to come from being a lawyer because being a lawyer was a choice that I made to fulfill someone else's cup, not my cup. And it truly was not in alignment with what I wanted to do with my life. And it wasn't in alignment with what brought me joy inside. And so I made a plan to leave the law and slowly work towards that goal. And how did you know that you had a gift? Because part of a soul activator, I mean, if you can tell us what a soul activator is, a soul activator, as you've described, is reading others' energy, right? Helping with intuition. How did you discover that you even had that gift? 
Yeah. Well, to answer your first question, a soul activator in my mind is a person that is able to activate something within someone else and within themselves naturally. That's, you know, we all, like I said, we're all a soul having a human experience. And that activation comes in different formats. It's not the same for everyone. The activation could be speaking. It could be interacting. It could be doing. It depends on the person that you're working with. But it, it stirs something. It stirs up what has been hidden beneath. And how did I discover that I could do this is the, the big question. Well, I think that everybody has intuition, number one. So I think that we are born intuitive. That is something that we all have the gift of being able to do. I think over time, our experience with the people that care for us, whether they're parents, grandparents, friends, institutions, going to school, jobs, that gets tucked away really fast. And it doesn't take a lot for that to happen. It just takes a few instances where somebody tells you that you're wrong when deep inside you know that you're right. And you begin to question yourself. You begin to say, okay, well, maybe I really was wrong. Maybe I was off. Maybe I didn't know what I was talking about. And as you build those experiences, your intuition begins to get tucked away. And that's a very common experience that we all have. So I don't think that I'm unique in the sense of having intuition. I think we all have intuition. I think that intuition is something that can be enhanced. It can be developed. It, it's a muscle. It's something that you can grow. And so if you spend time on it, just like you spend time on other things in your life, you invest your time and energy into it, you can excel at being intuitive. Intuition is a lot about reading energy. And I think one of the perfect examples that we all can relate to is that when someone walks in the door and we say, wow, she has great energy or he has amazing charisma. You just read someone's energy. Everybody can do that. We all do it. We do it every time we experience something of that nature. I've done it. Yeah. And yeah. you know, that's a common experience. So I think, again, that is your intuition talking. You can read energy. It's connecting that moment with more of what's going on underneath. It's something that I've always been able to do. I have always been able to connect with people. I've always been able to find something that brings us together. And that common denominator or that moment is about reading someone's energy. And if you go to the next layer, it's emotion. So how I read energy and how I realize that I could read energy is that I am very good at reading people's emotions. And a lot of times as humans, we don't express those emotions. There's something we're holding tight. They're hidden. They're beneath your eyes. They're beneath the surface of your skin. But there's just a sense that I get, like a ping that I get when I come into someone's presence. And I learn to understand what that is. I've learned to put language behind that. And so it's not a moment of all of a sudden I was bestowed with this gift. It's a moment that I had that I realized I had always had this. It was a moment of recognition of something in myself that I had tucked away. So the moment that I had finally said to myself or said to someone else out loud actually was I can read energy was two years ago maybe that I realized that I could say that out loud. But I think that we all can do that. Like I said, we all have that ability. It's about honing it, focusing on it, exercising it, really understanding what you're doing in the moment that makes it a little bit different. 
for me. I can relate to this as I was launching the cookbook. I felt like I was more in alignment with maybe what I was supposed to be doing or my higher self. And I even said a couple of times, I can read their energy. I can read the room. But you've sort of taken it to another level. I know that you did a reading on me so I can speak to what it was like to have a reading from you. But you sort of approach your readings. You ask us to give you a question and then you're able to actually tune into or channel into the person soul, you could describe it a little bit better and help that person answer that question. How does one do that? I mean, how does one discover they can do that? Because I don't feel like I can do that. I mean, I might be able to read the room and read someone's energy, but... Right. I Yeah, I understand. When someone's in your presence, it's different than when someone is out of your presence. So how did I learn that I could do that and or how do I do it? Well, I learned to meditate a couple years ago and it was a unique experience. It was something I'd never actually experienced before. Everybody has a different concept of meditation and how it should be and what, you know, you know what it is and listening to different music or mantras or whatever it might resonate with the person. But my experience with meditation was I would have visuals coming to me. I had like a unique experience in terms of information that was coming to me during meditations. And I think a lot of times people will say to themselves, Oh, I'm supposed to be like silent. I'm just supposed to focus and it's supposed to be like dead space, silent. Nothing is supposed to be happening. Yes, that is like the general idea is that our our minds move a million miles a second, right? And so the idea of meditation is stillness. It's true rest. It's bringing our soul into a resting state so we can find solace and grounding. But what happens sometimes with different people when they meditate, including myself, is that we get different kinds of information. So the information that comes to me looks different. It's not, oh, tomorrow I have to go to the grocery store. It's visions of things that come from fables and fairy tales and stories and different symbols or different animals, colors. Those are the different things that I would experience. And naturally, I had a lot of question marks after that started happening. So I thought to myself, well, is this the experience that everybody is having when they meditate or is this a unique experience? And so I just did research essentially. You know, I went out into the marketplace and I started listening to spiritual podcasts. I started reading spiritual books. I started trying to understand what other people were experiencing. I asked friends, do you have this or did you have this experience? And what I found was my experience was slightly unique. Yes, there are other people have that experience, but not everybody has that experience. So then the next question I had was, what does it mean? You know, if I I had this butterfly come across my my meditation, what is the meaning behind it? And I'm naturally a curious person. I love learning. I love books and knowledge and information. And so my curious nature goes, well, what is the symbol of a butterfly? Or what is the symbol of a turtle? So we were in Hawaii and we had experienced a lot of turtles. Yes, turtles live in Hawaii, but it came up in my visions and other places. And so you started seeing this pattern of things happening. So then I would just go and try to find resources and look, well, what what is the historical meaning or the myth, you know mythological meaning behind a turtle or a butterfly or whatever was coming to me? I just started to learn just, you know, started to understand. And that took me to, you know, another place of 
just saying, okay, well, this isn't coming to me for no reason. This is coming to me for a reason. And I need to decide how I want to use this information. So I started to just write about it. I started to journal my experience and write down my meditations. And as my curiosity continued to carry me in different places, I found like a mentor to help me materialize some of the things that I was experiencing. So I was able to put some language behind the experiences that I had. And it's like a light bulb happened, you know, that moment where you're like, ah, this finally makes sense. And I knew in that moment that I was not alone in my experience, but there are many, many people that have these experiences. And the why part is because we are meant to receive information to share it with other people. And how do I do that when I'm not with someone? How do I do that when we are apart? For example, in your reading, we were not in the room. We were not on the phone together. We connected before and I did my reading and then we connected afterwards. Well, we are all energy and we are all connected to the same energy source. We are all one. And that is a huge part of what our society has been going through in the past couple of years is this massive separation that we're all different and, you know, I can't find a commonality in this person or that person. And that's just not true. We are all from the same substance. And that means that we are all inherently connected. The basic concept is that we are all connected energetically. And so to do that, to be able to read someone when we're not in the same room and read their energy, I simply have to tap into that energy source. I just have to go to that place that says we are all part of the same energetic source. And all I'm doing is asking for this person's energy to come forward and to allow for an exchange to happen. For me, that's how the process works is just bringing that energy forward, knowing that energetically we are already connected before we met, before we actually met in human format, we were connected. And I just ask your energy to come forward so I can read it. It was so fascinating. I mean, like you said, it was literally through the phone or not even through the phone. I mean, it was send a send a question via text and then we'll connect after, sit and meditate for 30 minutes and we'll have a call. And it was spot on on what you said. It was something that you would have never known I had always wanted to do, which was open a store someday. And it was so interesting to hear how you did that. And, you know, it must be emotionally draining to channel energy like this, what about this work lights you up? Yeah. So, well, two things. It's not draining in the way that a lot of people would think that it might be. And let me tell you why. Number one, it's incredibly important for me as an empath and an energy reader to have good energetic boundaries. That is a a common concept that everybody knows about, right? Okay, I have boundaries with my family or my friends or my job and I have to, you know, put, you know, no here or yes here. Well, the work that I do, we also have to have certain boundaries. And so that requires us to protect ourselves. So I'm not absorbing someone else's energy or someone else's information. We're simply receiving a message and giving it back to the person. So I'm not taking it on. 
I'm just receiving it and sending it forward. And the draining part can happen if you don't protect yourself. And so protection means visualizing a white light around your energetic bubble. It means taking good care of yourself, you know, and and that could be simple things like taking a salt bath or a bubble bath and cleansing off energy that might have stuck to you. It can mean different protective barriers such as crystals. People are very familiar with saging. So saging is an ancient practice that's instilled in different cultures, including Native American culture, to cleanse out negative energies. So you can use just a stick. You can use like a rosemary, you know, when you go shopping at the grocery store and you have that rosemary stick left over. Oh, really? Yeah, just light that, burn it. The concept is you're smudging. You're ionizing the negative energy out of your space. So as an empath, we do the same thing. So cleansing our energy is incredibly important and protecting our energy is really important. So we want to make sure that we're not getting drained out because then we can't provide messages. It lights me up because I get to serve other people and I get to see something through a window that a lot of people can't or don't want to see right away. And I think that that is an incredible gift and opportunity. And I love being able to be of service to other people and to find their soul's purpose and answer the big questions or the little questions for them because we all do have a purpose here. We have a purpose in this lifetime and it's really important for us to be able to live out that purpose. It's important for our soul to live out that purpose. And I think that a lot of times we get caught up in this big question of what is my purpose? You know, I have to have this big impact, but really it's not about that. And I just want to gently remind everyone and myself included that little changes make huge impact. You don't have to go start a nonprofit that solves all of the world problems. Yes, it's important to have that. Yes, there are amazing organizations out there. But just because you're doing something different or you're doing something on a smaller scale, it doesn't mean that you're not impacting the world. And I think that that's really important. And like you said, I mean, doing more things that light us up, I think naturally lead us onto our life purpose. It helps everything flow. Where do you feel like you are on finding your own purpose? I think purpose as we were just discussing, is just such an interesting question. For my own purpose, I do believe that I am here to be a messenger for different souls. And I think that is what I'm doing right now. That's why I landed here in this place. Healing is a journey and that journey looks different every single day. It can be really hard. It can be really rewarding. It is such an incredible gift to be able to share with other people the healing journey that I have been on. And I think right now I am living my purpose to help heal other people. And that is what lights me up. And you probably have more flow in your life. I mean, you've probably noticed such a difference in everything around you, right? Since you started doing this work versus, you know, maybe you were kind of out of alignment, like you said, when you were doing law and you feel like maybe you're more in alignment and things are sort of flowing more and it's probably a more natural process. Yeah. So as a lawyer, I helped people. And I think after 10 years of doing it, yes, there were certain parts of it that 
I felt rewarded by. I was an advisor. I was a counselor to people for over 10 years and in a very different way. But it's different for me now because what that looked like in terms of alignment was aligning with someone else's vision of my life. So what brings me into alignment now is that I am living in the vision of my life and that vision is by me. It's not by someone else. Yes, I have more flow. I don't know that I could say that it's because of a job change. What I could say that it is from is trust. Trust is really important. And I didn't trust myself or trust that life was working for me for so long. I had the state of mind that... This is really hard. Why me? Why am I going through this? Why do I deserve this? And I think the ability to see that life is working for you, not against you, that I trust life is working for me, not against me, is what allows me to flow. It allows me to be in better alignment. And on the other side of leaving my legal career, I can see why I had to be there. I can see the lessons that I needed to gain. When I was in it, And I was in the mindset of this is happening to me, not for me. I couldn't. And look, I mean, that's hard work. And it is not easy to do to be able to sit in a moment and say this really, you know, hard moment in my life is working for me, not against me. But I can say on the other side of it, having now been able to do that, that I have gained so much from my experience as a lawyer, as maybe making a choice that was out of alignment for my ultimate purpose, but maybe it was in alignment for my purpose in the moment. And I can say that on the other side. And so now being able to flow, it really is about trust. Trusting that what is going to happen in the next chapter, the next moment, the next day, the next hour is meant for me. And anything that doesn't is not meant for me. And I couldn't say that a couple years ago. And it's about trusting our intuition, right? I mean, it's about reading and trusting our intuition. And I know, you know, I'll get pings and think, okay, it's my intuition. But then I I switch from maybe I should do that, try that, call that person to it's in my head. I probably shouldn't do that. And then we get so stuck up in our head. How did you learn to find and listen to your intuition? Yeah, I think it goes back to that why. Why, you know, let's say you take an example of just really feeling like I want to sit at home today. Just don't really feel interested in doing a whole lot. And your best friend calls you and says, come on, we're going somewhere. Let's do something. You kind of hem and haw and you think to yourself, I don't really want to do that. But I should go because X, Y, and Z. Well, that is a moment where you might say to yourself, well, why if, if I said before this person called me that I want to sit here and do nothing or read a book to myself, but then someone calls me and says that I should go do something and I should go do X, Y, and Z, 
that's the moment where you might want to say to yourself, well, why would I change my mind? Because someone else told me that I should do X, Y, and Z. I think that it just takes those small moments to build up your intuition again. And listening to your intuition is about taking that small moment and pausing and really just looking within yourself and deciding why is it that you're going to make a particular choice? Is it because an outside influence told you that you should go do something or that you should make a certain choice? Or is it because you truly want to? And so I think it's it's about pausing, asking the question why, and instilling it into your everyday life in the small moments. And that's how you come back to a place of fully trusting yourself and fully listening to your intuition because life has a lot of bigger decisions, a lot of bigger moments that your intuition is really crucial to. But if you haven't listened to your intuition in the small moments of life, when it comes to a big moment in your life, it is going to be hard for you to listen to yourself. You're going to be influenced by outside influences. And it's not easy to put your hand up and say, no, that is that is not the right choice for me and listening to your intuition. That is, it's hard to do that. And so to fully trust yourself, it's about building stamina. It's about building up that muscle, that intuitive muscle that you have inside and reinstilling the trust in yourself because for so long we've listened to outside influences. And do you believe the universe sends us little signs to align with our path or take an action or follow an intuition and any advice on how to interpret the signs we're sent. Mm, Yeah, I think the universe sends us signs. I think that one way that I've noticed little signs come through is with synchronicities. So when you start seeing things over and over again, then you know that there is a sign that something is going on, that there is a message that's coming through for you. So what would this potentially look like? For example, an owl. I had an experience the other evening where I woke up in the middle of the night and I heard a owl in the middle of the night just outside of my door. And so, you know, go back to sleep the next day. I open a book. There's the word owl. Then, you know, a day later, I am driving down the street and it's not a live owl. It's just one of the figures that people use on their their house in order to try to keep other birds away. There's another owl. There's three examples of something happening in a short amount of time that I believe is the universe sending me a message. Now, what is the message? Well, it, you know, everybody's different. Everybody interprets things differently. Now, there's a ton of resources out there and what could tell you an owl, you know, means in symbology and history and mythology and all these things. But you also just listen to yourself. You know, what does an owl mean to me? And what's going on in my life right now in this moment that this might have a message for me about that moment? Owls are nocturnal, something that's happening in the evening, something that might not be exposed in the light. It might be in a shadow or a place where I'm not looking. There might be something that's deep that I'm not seeing because it's hidden by the night sky. And so that could be a message that's coming through for me. And I might look at what's going on in my life and say, okay, well, where, where's my blind spot? Do I have a blind spot in my life where I'm missing something that 
I really, you know, push it to the side or ignored it. And that's the moment where you sit and you think about that. You journal about it. You take that pause moment and you ask that question, why? And that will in turn build your intuitive muscle once again, because now you are listening to your own self to understand what is going on in your own life. So I do think the universe sends you messages in different ways. And I think how you interpret that is completely up to you. And being open to learn about it and see the signs. Because you could you could be walking blindly down the street and not be open to seeing the signs and there's such a magical and wonderful message that could be trying to come through. Right. And so what I would say, being open is crucial, I think, in general. But I think, how do we get there? Well, being open means being present in the moment. Okay, so I'm going to take, for example, this morning, I was driving my youngest to school and in the morning it's rush hour traffic. I have to stop in the lane and I'm going to be turning left. I look to my left outside my window and I'm stopped where there is a green medium. So there's plants and flowers growing. I paused and I looked to my left to see the flowers and I paused so long that I could see that bees were pollinating the flowers. And so this is a moment where we're going through life, we're going from point A to point B because we need to get there, we need to accomplish X, Y, and Z. But by pausing and being present in that exact moment, slowing down, I could see what life is really about. I can see bees pollinating a flower. That moment to slow down, stop, and see that is what gives us perspective to be open to receiving what is happening in life. So I think it's about really being present. We have to be present in our lives in order to be open. Absolutely. What do you hope to accomplish with this soul journey that you're on and how has it changed your life? Well, I already feel like I've accomplished so much. I think accomplishment is such an interesting word. I grew up in a family where accomplishment was a benchmark for success. And accomplishment meant degrees or different type of accolades. So I think that I'm already accomplished. I feel accomplished because I made a choice for myself. I made a really hard choice for myself. And I feel that I'm already successful because I am walking the path to be living my purpose. So what do I hope to accomplish beyond that? Everything. You know, I I want to continue on this journey and self-healing doesn't end yesterday because I've decided to do something different with my life. I'm continuing on a self-healing journey. I think anybody that says that they've healed, you need to walk the other way because healing happens continuously forever and it's not linear. It changes at every single moment. So I hope that I continue to accomplish my own self-healing, that I continue to work on myself and continue to grow and learn and be open and understand more about myself. And I hope that that helps translate for other people. I want to help other people do that as well. And so I hope that through my healing journey, I can help others on their healing journey. And I don't know exactly what that's going to look like in the future. I know that today, right now, what I'm doing is offering readings and soul readings for people to try to understand more about their soul, past lives, what their path and purpose is, all of those beautiful things. And right now that feels amazing. And I love it. 
it. So I hope I can continue to accomplish self-healing and help others with their self-healing journey. And we'll see what that looks like in the future. So amazing. So incredibly expansive. So can you let us know where people can find you, book the readings, follow along on your journey? Yeah. So my website is soulbabe.com. My Instagram handle is the underscore soulbabe. And those are kind of the two main places to find me. You can book sessions directly on the website and sign up for my newsletter. That's where information will come forward on future offerings. I get channeled messages that I share on my newsletter that can be signed up either on Instagram or on my website. Follow along and ping me sometime on my DMs and let's connect. I want to hear about your journey and where you want to go and any questions that you have about your life or your soul and your purpose. You know, hope to connect. Great. And everything will be linked in the show notes. Yay. Thank you so much for coming on today. This was amazing. Thank you for having me. This was incredible. I'm so excited for you and I hope that I can help other people find what lights them up. That conversation was so vibrational. I hope it's left you inspired to go create something out there in the world. So thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed the episode, please share with your friends. If you know someone who would be great to feature on a future episode, share their details by visiting the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Hope to see you back again.